Hi, this is Jeff Coburn. We welcome you to another Disney at Play podcast. We're here at the Magic Kingdom, but we're starting in the parking lot because there's a lot to tell about what's going on in terms of attendance. We have so much to cover today. If we could board and ride the monorail to Epcot, we'd probably have a better view of the Magic Kingdom parking lot. Trust me when I say that the number of cars parked in that Magic Kingdom parking lot has not increased dramatically since the holidays. And in fact, it's very soft. I would say around a third of the parking spaces are being utilized in that parking lot which says to me that while they've opened up reservations, particularly to non-hotel guests or annual pass holders, you don't really get that feeling like a lot of people are coming here. Here at the TTC, the thing you'll notice is missing are all those tents that were taking your fever checks. Those are gone, it's quite streamlined. And, uh, and from there we ride the monorail you can see that all those plastic partitions have been taken out of the monorail they're still encouraging guests to wear masks and in fact they're allowing guests to stand and they place stickers on the floor to notify them of where they should be standing as we ride the monorail we pass through the disney's contemporary resort and we see that uh, the whole of it is just masked up for this abatement which i've spoken of in previous that's why so much uh, of this has been masked up to allow for that abatement to occur. Now what we're going to do is we're going to turn the corner at the Magic Kingdom and we're going to head, uh, well, toward that we see outside the window construction. The major crane is still in front of Tron, uh, the Tron coaster. And of course Space Mountain is in the front of it. If you could look Carefully, you can see that the train tracks have all been laid out in front, uh, well, in this space that goes from Space Mountain all the way toward the Main Street train station. So those are laid out. We'll go see later on whether or not they are laid out in Storybook Circus. We're passing the front of the Magic Kingdom and we're getting ready to disembark from our monorail noting that there are still places that you can hand sanitize and there are still health and safety reminders on the trash receptacles take a look as we go to the turnstiles of the magic kingdom take a look at the floors there had been so many stickers that they're probably going to have to redo a paint job here in, on the floor which honestly would uh really pick up the color and look in front of the magic kingdom I think that would be well. Also, you'll see that uh, renovation is still being done on the Main Street train station. We step inside and lo and behold, what do we see at the Fab Five? Mickey and Minnie and, and uh, well, Daisy and Donald and Pluto. No goofy in this situation as I can see. And they're all greeting guests from the back of the train station. Lots of folks out there with cameras and all waving to Mickey and friends. And uh, it's, a, it's a great, uh, it's a great little magical moment given this situation. We don't know how soon meet and greets are coming back. That's a big issue heading forward. We see as we pass by the Main Street Confectionery that uh, there are still boards up uh, near the entrance uh, to that store. We'll take a look at the Main Street Cinema later on 
as we depart this evening to see how it's handling crowds wanting to uh, buy confectionery goods. But on the other side of the street, you'll see there's a good solid line uh, still being, uh, still waiting for their opportunity to go into the Emporium. Of course, guests are not having to wear masks once they go inside the Emporium, but you also see that the cast members are wearing masks. Cast members are wearing masks throughout, um, but guests are not being required to do that. Still, they're monitoring how many are coming in and out of the store so it's not overly crowded at this time. I kind of thought this was an interesting view because across the street we can see the ice cream parlor which is not operating and right here we see Casey's which also is not operating still at this time. These two uh, corner um, food and beverage operations have not uh, reopened since uh, the park reopened a year ago. However, the egg roll cart over in Ventureland is open. So let's go get some spring rolls. Well, actually, what we find out is as I step forward, so I step over to the Sunshine Tree Terrace to pick up some pot stickers and strawberry dole whip, remembering all the while that uh, there's actually a mobile order service. I don't know why I was standing in line. At any rate, we head on over to the world-famous Jungle Cruise where changes have been in play. It's about a 40-minute wait. At least that's what's posted. We're going to check on see what that's like as we go through. It is very different when there is not this distancing and people aren't wearing masks. That's not to say you can't wear masks, uh, but I would guess out of 100 people you could see in this crowd shot of going back and forth, there were only about two or three that at any given moment were actually wearing masks. The other thing I noticed as I was standing in queue finishing up my strawberry Dole Whip uh, was there's no trash receptacles. I don't know if that's a pandemic thing, but I can assure you that queuing 101 says you need to have a trash receptacle, otherwise your drinking fountain becomes a substitute for putting your trash in play. And that's pretty much what you see here as uh, you stand in line at the Jungle Cruise. As I stand here at the docks, I kind of fancy that little hut that always sits across from the boarding area at the Jungle Cruise. I wonder if they wouldn't retheme it to be maybe a little getaway or a little home for Alberta Falls, the new character they've introduced with the Jungle Cruise. By the way, do you ever notice that when you are boarding the attraction, if you look toward the right, you will see as you're getting ready to leave, there's a flashing light there, and it's signaling to the skipper that once you've been given the clear in terms of the uh, seating, you're ready to uh, head out into the jungle. Uh, they've taken out the plastic partitions among the guests, but there's still plastic partitions with the uh, Jungle Cruise skipper. And of course, the skipper is also uh, required to wear a mask. So let's check out some of the new additions that have been added so far to the Jungle Cruise. The first of these comes to what was a little, um, what was kind of a pygmy settlement. References to pygmies have been completely taken out. And um, as well as I think small pygmy heads it now looks like a bait shop uh, for guests. Next door is where uh, the, well, actually, you pass by the snake. And then next door you get the gorillas that are trying to uh, turn over the truck, so to speak.
Um, I, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but there's a little alcove next to the tent, and it stands empty. That actually used to be a gorilla that was kind of um, going back and forth with a crocodile. That seems to have been removed from some time. Now we're coming to the African veldt. Uh, we're eclipsing this trip a little bit as we go through, but we're coming to the African Veldt. You can see all the different animals on view. And then right beyond the lions and the zebras is where we're going to be able to see this new party of explorers and adventurers who are up a tree, so to speak, with a the rhino. They're all animated. Um, I don't know if looking at these, anybody who isn't an absolute fan of Disney would even notice that there was really something different here. It's the same premise as before. It's just a different, more diverse cast of characters that are in that location. Uh, and uh, I find it interesting as we turn the bend here, uh, rather than talking about the crocodiles, she chooses to talk about vegetation she really likes. Now this is usually held up to the end of the ride. Um, but she's using it right here during this portion as she heads toward Schweitzer Falls, uh, which means that she won't need to tell that joke later on because there's a new attraction at the end of uh, the experience. She's going to go into hippo country here, and this could be an opportunity to see a sunken boat that the hippos have sunken, and it too is part of the newly themed. And then as we go past the hippos, we see... Um, some fencing that's gone on. You remember a bunch of boneheads that used to sit there uh, at the edge of the river. Also, the tribal parties that were dancing, those have been removed, and I assume either vegetation's going there or another scene as well as the one that seems to be putting, being put into this area uh, behind the fence. There's uh, still the drummers. I don't know what their destiny is, but I assume they are going to be taken out at some point too. And also the, the ones that um, were on the other side of the boat sending out spears and so forth, those have all been removed. Don't know if they're being kind of redesigned and replaced or if they're com gone completely. We'll have to see. We're right now going underneath uh, Schweitzer Falls, the back side of water all before we head into um, the temple Shirley's temple um, that lies up ahead by the way that if you look on the video and there's a video to all of this you can see the top of the temple here which is a really iconic position but you have to kind of look for it when you're on the jungle cruise because once you get close to the temple you can't see the the spire that's on top of this this temple uh, we're going to head inside the temple, and this is going to be an opportunity where we see the tiger at bay. I'd like to see something a little bit more here. I'd like to see a lot more inside the entire temple. As we've kind of mentioned in sessions before, Tokyo Disney did this mystical, magical thing inside its temple where they use projections to make everything kind of come to life. I think it needs something like that. It's a bunch of bare roots. Uh, and a few spiders left over from the Haunted Mansion and faux treasure is not really working. Snakes are okay. And actually, this is the one place where we did have monkeys from the beginning. I don't know if these monkeys are going to be tied into the monkeys that we see elsewhere as they have been added to 
the Jungle Cruise. But at this point, we are heading outside of the temple into the uh, uh, sacred bathing pool of uh, the elephants here. And uh, pretty much, I think this is going to stay. This is really designed by Mark Davis, and it's been a it's been uh, very effective since day one. I don't think there's going to be any changes to this aspect of the Jungle Cruise. But the big, big, big change coming up um, on the left side of the river is that Trader Sam has been taken out and a new uh, gift shop has been put in because, hey, you know, it's Disney. He's got to be a gift shop there. That, you can see, uh, it's all masked up. It has not been opened up yet, but that's going in. Uh, very shortly uh, to this section once you pass uh, the elephants. So um, excited to see what that looks like as it eventually uh, comes together and uh, we can see all of the problem. Now with that, by the way, with this gift shop should be something of a photo experience. So We'll see again how effective that is. I can imagine it could work very well with the guests on the left side of the boat facing the front. I don't know about the right side of the boat. That seems, uh, that seems pretty tricky. At any rate, we're heading back to the uh, port or to the dock um, where we complete our jungle cruise experience and where we head out passing by a garbage can. Uh, we finally find a garbage can for the uh, strawberry Dole Whip cup that I've been holding on to for quite some time. Free rides over, get out. Just kidding, please get out. A portion of the gift shop which dovetailed into the Aladdin and Jasmine meet and greet area all of that has been opened up and a couple of tables added very needed because at Aloha Isle Refreshments there are a lot of folks standing around trying to look for some place to enjoy their Dole Whip as, uh, as they are in, centered in the middle of Adventureland. It's a beautiful day here at the parks. The rains had come in earlier and it's just a fantastic place to be. We're coming across into Frontierland where we see uh, Big Al's, which is a small little gift stand. It had reopened a couple of weeks ago and is serving guests there right in front of the country bear jamboree. We step inside that queue and the stickers that used to be on the floor telling guests where to stand while they were waiting to go in, all that's been removed. You can sit, you can stand anywhere, you can go anywhere. Um, while you're there, by the way, you ought to check out the images that Mark Davis had done for the Country Bear Jamboree. They're framed. You see uh, Terrence, you see um, Wendell, you see Trixie, you see the five bear rugs, Henry, all of them are in different uh, diagrams. Over here at the Frontierland Shooting Gallery, boy, it is dead, literally. Uh, and it looks dead. Uh, that has not been reinstalled. That You know, you'd think that would be a great money maker but again, I guess because we're still kind of dealing with the effects of COVID or because they haven't hired people to really take care of that. Who knows? Hey, we stick our head into the Diamond Horseshoe Review and notice that this dining area, this establishment has added just a few more tables. It's not too crowded, not as crowded as it used to be before COVID, but they do have a few more tables for handling guests uh, who are visiting and dining there at the Diamond Horseshoe. From there, we're going to move on into Liberty Square. 
uh, one of the big places where you can really soak up a lot of gas is the Hall of Presidents. And we're still waiting on a new president to enter the Hall of Presidents. And we're looking to see if there's a new show that is being added or if it's going to be the same show that was before. Uh, see how much of the film they change out. Obviously, they're adding a new president, but will still be called the Celebration of Liberty's Leaders. Also in that plaza, you'll notice that the guest relations place that they had, it has its signage down. Nothing is open there. And they actually added, uh, well, at least one uh, rocking chair back to that little corner space, uh, but not two. <laughs> well, we move on to the Haunted Mansion as we're passing by this area. You see it's looking, again, dead. Sorry for the pun. Actually, it's dead because that attraction at the time we passed by was not in operation. However, next door, we see very much that Peter Pan's flight is happening, and some of that tarp that had been put up as they were trying to redo the, uh, the exterior walls of Peter Pan's flight um, leading toward the Columbia uh, restaurant. Those walls have gone down. There's still other walls in front of Peter Pan's flight that are still up. Across the way, you see that there are still dividers very much in play at It's a Small World, but also notice they're not being used right now because the queue is significantly down. In fact, if there's one thing I have noticed as I've gone through this experience today is there are not very many guests for this time of summer. I thought they'd all come out once um, the mask was down, but I think they've all gone to the Canyonlands out west or somewhere else looking for the great outdoors as a vacation this summer because you do not see these kinds of crowds. It, it, get, couple of cases in point we go by Enchanted Tales with Belle what a beautiful little attraction I love it it has not reopened to guests that whole area lies pretty dormant with the exception of the BR guest restaurant um, that is open much of the day but even as you pass by that restaurant and head toward Gaston's Tavern the gift shop at certain times earlier in the day, Gaston's is open, and on the certainly heavier days, the gift shop is open. But here it is, it's an hour or two before closing, and all of this in this corner of the park is closed. It's uh, it just, again, pretty quiet for a summer month. Heading over to Storybook Circus. Uh, it's twilight now. And uh, we're less than an hour from park closing, which was at 9 o'clock on this evening. Uh, and uh, we want to check out a couple of things here at Storybook Circus. The first of these is the Casey Jr. Water Play Area, which has been beautifully uh, repainted with all of its theming. It's bright. It's colorful. Uh, is there water? No. There are monkeys, by the way. Keep coming back to monkeys. There are monkeys on this attraction, but you don't see any water play elements, at least at this time of day. Maybe earlier in the day before the rains came, but I didn't get a sense of that. I didn't sense that water has really been turned on in this area. By the way, one of my favorite little things is the bandwagon, which uh, has Storybook Circus, world famous clowns. They're all clowns in firefighter uh, costumes 
to represent the Firehouse 5 uh, plus 2. Uh, the clown in the middle is Ward Kimball, and uh, it just celebrates that earlier band that played at Disneyland so many years ago. Here we are now in front of Tron. And uh, it looks pretty quiet here. And yet, and by the way, adding to that, notice in the foreground, you see railroad ties and you see the rails themselves. None of that has been placed into this area. So we are still a ways off from having the railroad return. I've been doing this view of Tron for the last 12 months since reopening last July. It has increased, but it sure looks kind of dead until I take a closer look and I realize, hey, there's a crane in operation. And then I take an even closer look and I see that there's actually two cranes in operation and they're doing some kind of work. It looks like they're kind of putting up a mesh. Don't know what it is, but uh, the next step really is to cover that whole framework with the membrane that they use for lighting the attraction at night. Um, so I was very pleased to see something was happening uh, at, and no less, at 8 o'clock at night. We're going to see a little bit more in a few minutes. But before that, we passed by Big Top Souvenirs. You know, this is like the second biggest gift shop outside of the Emporium at the Magic Kingdom. And this store has not reopened since uh, the since reopening a year ago the rest area behind it is no longer being used as a rest area originally it was a meet and greet it that meet and greet still closed to guess dumbo on the other hand of course has been flying high since reopening and moreover they opened up dumbo's circus play area for kids to play on while they are waiting to board uh dumbo uh, at least they do that during the main hours of the day. Toward the end of the day, they had already closed off that area. So I wasn't able to get any footage of um, this Dumbo area. Also, I was a little surprised because it said a 10-minute queue, but there was a much longer queue involved. And the uh, Dumbo spinner on the other side was closed for the evening. So they were only really running one Dumbo spinner while I was there. Love the color, love the lighting, love the water that's been done in this entire element. Hey, here's the Mad Tea Party. It's a good opportunity to remind you as the Dormouse sticks his head out of the center teapot that we have a wonderful review of all things Alice in Wonderland and all of the Disney parks worldwide. So be sure to check out that previous podcast because um, it really goes into, you'd be surprised how celebrated Alice in Wonderland, in fact, it is the most celebrated IP in all of the Disney parks, more than Beauty and the Beast, more than Lion King, it's Alice in Wonderland. Hey, now we're at Tomorrowland, and what a great time to ride the people mover, because now it is evening. I have a problem with Tomorrowland during the day, but I gotta tell you, Tomorrowland at night is beautiful. The way they've done the lighting and the look and feel of this land at night, it is it is marvelous. And Space Mountain, I gotta tell you, the, the lighting schemes they have put on Space Mountain in recent 
years. It just, it's a beacon. It just beams. Our heads turn next door to the Astro Orbiter. That too is beautiful when it's running. Just the variety of light and color in Tomorrowland at night. You can't, yeah, you, you, you can't criticize it. It's just so beautiful. And as we head toward the front of Tomorrowland, we get a glimpse of the central plaza area uh, from the end of Main Street all the way to the castle. Castle all lit up for the evening. It too looks beautiful as we head in there. You know, that first scene indoors is the model from Epcot, uh, the, well, the original Progress City for the 1964 World's Fair. There used to be this light, this light sign that would appear that says, um, a great big beautiful tomorrow is an electric machine away. It was a very weird, bizarre. I felt like this was some kind of inside joke from people. I did notice as I went through this week, that sign is no longer there. Passing the gift shop, looking very sharp. And again, another look at Tomorrowland uh, from the People Movie. You get such a great view as we pass by um, this portion. And then you turn your head and go over and look at the, the lights on the speedway. If the speedway can look nice at night, it's, it's at night. Um, if it can look at nice at all. And then we come to Tron under construction and here are all these work lights along with cranes of workers working through the night. Now mind you, we're closing in on nine o'clock and crews are out there working uh, the late night shift. That tells me that they're picking up pace on the construction of this attraction in hopes of getting it open sooner rather than later and I'm excited about that. Heading into Space Mountain we see our astro astronauts uh, working on the ship and uh, then coming back out we pass by the front of Space Mountain and uh, we take another look as we pass by Joffrey's uh, Revive. I love the architecture on Joffrey's very um, very uh, true to the original, or to the Tomorrowland of 1965 in Disneyland. We're coming toward the Carousel of Progress again, those bright, beautiful colors. Nighttime is just a great place to be. As we kind of speed along and come out of the next building, we again pass by the Magic Kingdom uh, at night, and then we head back into the main thoroughfare of Tomorrowland. We're reminded about Monsters Incorporated. That is an attraction. Boy, when you have attractions like Hall of Presidents and Monsters Incorporated that still have not opened up, and ones that are permanently closed, like Alien across the way, or not Alien, but Stitch, you can see that a lot is missing from here. Went and grabbed some dinner over at um, Cosmic Rays. In fact, I did a order in the last hour of the evening with the pickup time that was only like five minutes before the closing time of the hour. But hey, I was able to pick up my, my dinner and enjoy that dinner after the park closed. So I took that time to have dinner rather than take the time when I could be on attractions or seeing other elements of the park. Uh, my chili cheese dog is too much. Fries too much. Uh, there's a lot that I, but I gotta tell you, I love a Chester cattail, and uh, that has been a blessing since it's been added to the menu at Cosmic Ray since since the, uh, the Chester 
uh, 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 dining snack stand across the way has been closed. Having finished dinner, we head back out to the central hub. So many guests gathered out there. This is a good time to talk about. Uh, we made our previous podcast went all across the globe to talk about all the things opening up at Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and all the international parks. And probably my favorite piece of news in the podcast is that fireworks are coming back to the Magic Kingdom on July 1st and to Epcot on that same day in the form of Epcot Forever in preparation for a later opening of Harmonious. Hey, I'm in. I'm bought in. I'm ready for fireworks. I, I did get my reservation soon enough for Magic Kingdom on that first night, but I did get one for Epcot, which I understand that that show may be just a, a little bit improved as, uh, as guests uh, revisit it with its reopening on July 1st. There won't be any fireworks specialized toward the 4th of July um, as you go into the 4th. But again, I think folks are just glad for any fireworks to occur. And I have to say that Happily Ever After is, having gone around the world, gone around the globe, Happily Ever After is the best Magic Kingdom fireworks show that has ever been designed. So if you have not seen that, you definitely need to go check that out. Take a look at all the guests standing around taking photos just enjoying the magic of the evening there in central plaza you have the walt disney partner statue with mickey folks taking photos in front of it in fact lots of photo pass photographers are working well after closing it's just a great time to be in the park even though it's closed right now hey on their way through we check out that ice cream parlor can you believe the lights are on and yet uh, no activity? In fact, even the utensil racks are all racks are all wrapped up in plastic. Uh, boy, I was hoping that come summer we'd have ice cream uh, being sold there at the stand. I, I love a Dole Whip, but I really just enjoy a good Sunday, and this is a great place to do that. We also passed by. And take a look inside the uh, cinema, which is uh, which the confectionery has taken over to sell uh, candy goods and other sweets. And uh, a little bit of a crowd in there, fi uh, finishing up their purchases at the end of the evening before heading out um, to to head home. So, and some Father's Day gifts uh, also being sold there as well as you see now. That brings us to the end of our day at the Magic Kingdom. And we're here at the end of Main Street. Guests are heading out. I could just take uh, a bench on the park stand and just enjoy everything until the final, final, final guests have funneled through the park. It is so beautiful just to sit at the end of Main Street and see the lights and see the castle. Well, at any rate, we thank you for joining us and being a part of this podcast today. Be sure to subscribe to Disney at Place so you can get notification of these podcasts and posts as they come out. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast 
so that you have them downloaded as they come out. We're going to give you lots more coverage in the days and months to come. And we're heading back to Disneyland in the next month or so, so we can check on things happening at the happiest place on Earth. Hey, also make sure that you check out the Wayfinder Society. That's our Patreon group that helps support this podcast and other things. It, uh, it has some really great gifts for you as you join up and support uh, what's going on with this podcast. Anyway, we appreciate you being with us. In the words of Sinbad's Storybook Voyage, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. See you real soon.